0: You're listening to the Do Something More podcast, and this is episode two with Judy Draper and the work she does with the humanitarian organization Quilts for Comfort. Welcome to the Do Something More podcast, a service-oriented show where we highlight the helpers who inspire us all to do something more. I'm your host, Melissa Draper. Thank you so much for being here. All right, we're here for another episode of Do Something More. Actually, this is our first episode. And I have with me today, I started off this podcast the right way with my mother-in-law. So that's how we're starting this off today. Um, I love my mother-in-law. She's a great woman. Her name is Judy Draper. She's the mother of six and grandmother of 25. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. And uh, the reason I've chosen to do my mother-in-law is she has been part of a humanitarian sewing group for the last 15 years and the name of that group is quilts for comfort. And even in addition to that group, she also she's always loved sewing since she was a little girl. She's made many things for my family and for others in our family and in the community. And so today we're going but today we're going to focus on what her humanitarian group quilts for comfort does. So I just want to start off by saying thank you for joining me on the show, Judy.
1: Well, it's just a real pleasure to be here. And I
0: am anxious to tell everyone about what we do. Wonderful. Well, we're anxious to all hear about what you do. So I would love for you to start off exactly um, what does Quilts for Comfort do? And how did you get involved with that group yourself?
1: Well, Quilts for Comfort is actually, excuse me, is actually a recent name. Uh, originally, we just called ourselves our uh, humanitarian group. And uh, we were uh, originally sponsored by our church, uh, and, but we invite the people from the community to join us. And uh, originally, we uh, did quilts and other items for uh, people overseas then all the things we made were shipped overseas. And um, so we had specific sizes that we had to uh, make and uh, certain parameters we had to follow. And then everything was shipped from Salt Lake City to places like Africa. Um, It was then decided that it would be more helpful to those people if they, instead of sending the quilts ready-made, if they sent them sewing machines so they could make their own quilts and have little cottage industries. And so our uh, our whole parameter changed and uh, we now make all of our items for local charities. So rather than being sent to Salt Lake City, they stay here in the Boise Valley. And uh, we make quilts everything for hospitals, nursing homes, uh, shelters, schools, uh, fire departments, police departments, anyone that has a need for a warm quilt.
0: I love that. And thank you for mentioning that. I didn't say that in the beginning that you're located in the Boise, Idaho area, and that's, that's mainly where you serve. Uh, so how, how is this group run do you meet on a weekly basis? do you meet how how do you function and organize yourselves? Well, we do meet weekly.
1: Uh, we meet for two hours every Wednesday and uh, uh, our church actually sponsors us and they provide the funds for the batting that we use in the quills. Everything else is donated. The community has totally risen to the occasion, and we have never in 15 years even come close to running out of fabric or thread or yarn. We have always had everything we need, and it's just amazing how blessed we've been and how people have just stepped up and always helped us.
0: Yeah, you've shared with me some of those stories of how you've gotten those donations or how sometimes they've come at the most opportune times when you needed them. Do you want to share one of those with us right now? Sure. Um, One in particular that uh, I can think
1: of, uh, I had uh, been online looking for places that needed quilts, and I discovered by going on a website called Just Serve that one of the local hospitals, St. Luke's, had a hospice department that was requesting lap quilts for their patients. And they particularly wanted, uh, patriotic themed lap quilts. They give them to their, many of their patients are veterans. And so they would, uh, give them to these veterans. And then when they passed away, they would give the, they wanted to give the quilt to the veterans family. And, uh, So we told them that we really didn't have any uh, patriotic fabric as such, but we'd be happy to make quilts in red, white, and blue, make them as patriotic as we could. And they said that would be fine, and they would really appreciate that. So the following week, uh, when I went to our regular meeting on Wednesday, there was a new lady there. And she came up to me and said, you know, I've got – a box of fabric that I don't think I'm ever going to use. Could I donate it to you? And I said, of course, we take always take fabric. And she said, great. So the next Wednesday, she brought a box. And as I opened it, I was absolutely stunned to see an entire box of patriotic fabric. Mm. And it was exactly what we needed for the need at the time. And it's just been amazing how we always seem to have what we need.
0: You always seem to see that kind of repeat itself over the years, depending on what project you're doing or what you're working on that those those things get provided. It's amazing how that works. So what so you mentioned that you um, on that instance that you use just serve to find a project to do what are what are some of the other ways? How do you find? Uh, the projects or or decide as a group the things that you're going to work on uh, t- to make and to distribute?
1: Well, uh, some of it is by word of mouth. People just hear about what we do and uh, let us know that they could use quilts. For example, we provided quilts for two nursing homes uh, recently that was just uh, one of our members just happened to be talking to a lady that worked at one of the nursing homes, and so it was simply by word of mouth. Uh, but we also have uh, someone some time ago put together a list of uh all the service opportunities. This is other than just serve, uh service opportunities in the valley, and uh we went through it and several of them requested bedding and quilts. And so we just contact those people and see what they need. Uh, Also, there's a uh, a shelter in the Boise Valley that uh, is called the Rescue Mission. And uh, every year, twice a year, they have uh, one of the local radio hosts uh, takes an entire week and promotes the Boise Rescue Mission, and asking for donations of all kinds. So I thought, well, since they have these people coming into their shelters where they try to rehabilitate them, I called them to see if they could use quilts for their beds. And they emailed me back and said, yes, could you give us 45 quilts? Mm, And since then, we have provided probably... Sixty or seventy quilts for them, and we are continuing to do so Wow
0: so. Wow, so really, all sorts of projects that you've done do you have do you ever have a favorite or do you have one that that particularly stands out to you or of of ones that you've worked on?
1: Well, I think uh, probably my favorite is the rescue mission because they are just so appreciated. Uh, Whenever we take quilts in, they tell us uh, how much they appreciate having them, how much they love the colorful quilts on their beds. And uh, just the other day as we delivered some, uh, the fellow told my husband about a homeless uh, man who had come in and uh, they gave him a quilt and he had actually brought him to tears because he'd never had anything that nice. And uh, so I think that's probably one of our favorite places to take them.
0: That's great. So I think something that's unique about your group is many times those doing humanitarian work work or service interact directly lots of times with those who are recipients of that service. But with your quilts, you probably don't often see those that are receiving what you do. is there something that you do or is there a way that you keep all of those, those faces and people in mind as you're working and making these or, or is it mostly stories like that, that, that get passed down to you? Um, How, how do you, how do you do that? Or that it stays that you see those you're serving and the benefits of it.
1: Well, we don't always get to see those that we're serving. We just, Take the quilts and uh, just know that they're they're being put to good use. But uh, my husband, who helps me deliver the quilts, often takes pictures of the people, at least it, it, that are receiving them, uh, not the people that necessarily use them, but the ones that are receiving them. And uh, so we keep a scrapbook. We keep a scrapbook of all the quilts we've made, and we have it among those a lot of the pictures of of the places that we take them and the people who receive them and and uh we have also thank you notes that they write to us and we keep those in our scrapbook and so like i say many many of the the quilts and things that we put out we really don't know who they go to we just know that they're going where they need where they're needed
0: where they're going to do good I love that idea of a scrapbook for your organization. Have you done that the whole 15 years, or has that been more of a recent in the last few years?
1: Actually, it's more recent. We uh, It's been probably the last three or four years that we've started keeping a scrapbook. Up to that point, all we kept was a record of how many quilts we made each year and where they went. But now we actually have pictures of the quilts and pictures of some of the places that we take them. And so uh, that just gives us a nice record, and we can look through, and it's a lot of memories. And mm-hmm. uh, We have one, uh, we did donate one quilt to the local uh, veterans organization, American Legion, so that they could uh, use it for a raffle, uh, money raiser. Oh. And so we have a picture of us, that being presented to the, head of the American Legion, and they're holding up the quilt. And and, uh, so all of those things just kind of uh, give us some uh, memories of the things that we do. Now, it isn't just quilts that we make. That's mostly what we do. But we also have ladies that crochet. Mm -hmm. And they make uh, what are called fidget mats for memory care patients at nursing homes, which are always really appreciated. And we have another lady that crochets winter hats, which we take to the schools, because so often they have students that come uh, with nothing on their heads in the dead of winter, and they're going out for uh, recess, and they can give them those hats so that they have them. So those are some of the other things we make also.
0: I love that. I love how what you do just covers so many different areas and facets of life. There's really so many things that you can do with that gift of sewing. Uh, how many? You, so you mentioned you have some that crochet as well, but usually, how many? How many women over the 15 years on average have you had in this group?
1: Well, on a weekly basis, uh, we'll probably average 25 that come sometimes we'll have as few as 15 sometimes we'll have as many as 30 or 40 show up but i'd say on average probably about 20 25 people and uh, some sew some tie the quilt some cut uh, the fabric into squares some iron for us uh, just any of those things that we need done we have people volunteers that come and help us Those that come on a regular basis, though, there's probably about 20, I would say, that come regularly. And they're the ones that that have been coming for quite a while, the last last several years.
0: I'm sure you've all built some bonds and friendships together, working together that long.
1: Yeah, very much so. Yeah, we've become very good friends. And uh, it's just fun... Fun to do things together. For example, this uh, next week, uh, we received a huge donation from a man whose wife passed away, and she had been a an avid quilter, and so he found out by word of mouth that we had our organization and needed fabric, so he offered to donate uh, some of her fabric to us. So we went over. Uh, met him actually at a storage unit to pick up the fabric, and he had 30 containers oh
0: my goodness.
1: of fabric. <laughs> and so we are meeting. Uh, there's about six of us who are going to meet together this Wednesday, bring a lunch, and we're going to go through all those boxes <laughs> and sort out all this fabric and see what's there. And, and that's just going to be kind of a fun thing that, that we do as a, as a group and as friends.
0: So, how is that does I'm not a sewer or a quilter myself, so how is that when you're when you're getting fabric like that from so many places? how do you go through um, using that for designs or deciding what goes where or or do they just kind of come together as you're creating and you think about the projects you're doing what what is the thought process that goes into all of that and designing and making a quilt?
1: Well, we have the Probably, let's see, about four women that make quilt tops on a regular basis. And they make them at home. They don't make them there on Wednesday. And uh, they just take the squares that are cut out and take them home. And uh, using their own creativity, just come up with a quilt top. And most of our quilts are twin size, but we do everything from twin to uh, baby quilts. Crib size quilts, uh and uh oh, I'm trying to think what they're what they're called, the in-between size, the throw size, mm-hmm. throw size quilts. Okay. And um so it's pretty pretty much up just to the lady that's making the quilt top. She comes up with her own designs and sometimes it's just a bunch of squares uh sewn together, but sometimes it's really quite unique patterns. So uh, it's just up to the individuals that are making the quilt tops how they want to do it. We just provide the fabric. Right. So.
0: I love that. So I want to switch gears just for a minute because quilting and sewing is something that you've done for a long time, even before this. Um, it's been part of your life. Um, just, just, I just want to hear a little bit about that, about your love of sewing and how you've been able to take that love to now transform it into this group or or to serve those around you.
1: Well, I actually started sewing when I was about six or seven years old. My mother put a needle in my hand and showed me how to make something for my dolls. And I went from sewing those by hand. I finally graduated to her little portable sear sewing machine, and by the time I was 12 years old, I was making a lot of my own clothes. And I just took to it. I was just, it just seemed like a natural thing. And I've loved sewing ever since. I made lots of clothes for my family after I was married for our children. Uh, but then I kind of graduated from uh, sewing clothes to sewing quilts. Uh, sewing clothes was no longer economically advantageous. And uh, so I took my love for sewing and started making quilt tops. And uh, so I joined this group about 15 years ago and uh, just went in doing whatever they needed done. And we've just worked up and kept this organization going all this time. But sewing has been a part of my life, and I've always been grateful to my mother for teaching me.
0: And you've been able to take that and use it to serve so many. We have some of your quilts in our home, and other things that you've sewn for us. So, I love that. Uh, What have as your group has done this? Have you ran into any challenges or roadblocks um, over the years, or is it just kind of been a, a progressive thing that you've found what you needed to work on? You found the material, and it's it's always worked out.
1: I can't think of any real roadblocks that we've run into. Uh, We had to shut down for a year because of COVID. And it uh, took us a while to get going again afterwards. But I can't think of any real roadblocks. It's just we've always been able to uh, have the people we need and the materials that we need. And I think it's just uh, because we have so many that are, willing to serve, the Lord has just given us opportunities to be able to use
0: that service. So That's great. So again, kind of um, switching up gears a little bit, for those that maybe have seen, I don't think it's too far stretched to say most of us have seen organizations asking for quilt donations or asking um, and, and serving and helping in different ways. for So for someone that's seen something like that um, and they wanted to help or be a part of that, either by making something themselves or if they're not a sewer, wanting to contribute and help with that. Is there any advice you, you'd you have for someone that's that's maybe seen something like that, been sparked with the idea or the thought to wanting to help with it, but they're not quite sure where to start or what to do? What advice or or what things would you tell them they can help or be a part of?
1: Well, I didn't start this organization, and so I can't give you much advice on how to actually start something like this. I just joined after it was already started. Um, But if you like to sew and you know of opportunities in your area that you would uh, like to help, it's it's just very very fulfilling and i would suggest that the uh, website just serve going on that and finding out if there if you like to make quilts um uh, find out if there are any needs that are listed there that's a good place to start and the schools is also a good place to start but if uh and there are women that just do it on their own just make quilts at home and and donate them. Um, but if you wanted to start a group, and you you know ladies that like to sew and are looking for that uh, opportunity, then get together and form a group like like ours and uh, find find where they're needed. Uh, I think you can find it very very fulfilling.
0: I know you mentioned yours started as like a church sponsored group, but it's Grown to more of a community thing, where you just have women from all over your community that have joined you.
1: Correct. Yeah, we we have uh, people from the community that uh, have joined us over the t- over the years as we've done this. They find out about us and they want to come and be part of it, and we just welcome them and and so it is. It is a community endeavor.
0: So what about those like me that don't sew, but they want to be part of something like this? Is Do you use people that don't have those sewing skills, um, join and have things that they can contribute and help with your group?
1: Oh, yeah, because we we need fabric cut, cut into uh, squares of all different sizes. We need people to come and, and tie the quilts, which is very easy to learn to do. We need people to come and, and do things even as simple as ironing so that uh, when we cut the fabric so it's it's all nice and smooth and uh, makes it easier to cut so there there are several ways that people can
0: help if they don't sew so if you're wanting to join a group like this you don't have to say i can't sew i'm out there's a lot you can do that's right that's great well, uh, Judy, thanks so much for telling us. I, I asked to have you on the show because we're always hearing those stories and those, those things that your group is doing. and I just I think the thing that stands out the most to me as I listen to those is I, I love how you've taken something that's been a passion for you your whole life, and you figured out a way to share that with those around you. And I just think I love that. That's a great example for for me, for my kids, for our family, and, and for those around you.
1: Well, thank you, Melissa. Thanks for having me and letting me express the love that I do have for sewing and the love that I do have for service.
0: So thank you very much. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us here today. So that was my mother-in-law, Judy Draper. Or Grammy, as we all affectionately call her in our family, and I just love her, and I'm so thankful that she could come on and share a little bit more about this love of sewing and quilting that she's had, and she's blessed so many people's lives with it. We often hear stories as a family or see pictures um, of the organizations and people that have been given donations of these quilts that this group of hers makes. And I love that I could use this episode to share a little more about that with others outside of our family. So thank you so much for listening and for being here today. Also, she mentioned a site on there in her interview called just serve. It's a site um, that is a wonderful resource for anyone interested in volunteering in their communities So you can find it at justserve.org. I will put it in the show notes for today's show. And you go on there, you can enter your city or your zip code, and it will pull up volunteer opportunities for a myriad of organizations and lots of different ways to volunteer within your community and right where you live. Uh, The ones she mentioned were Sewing. Um, projects or things they donated to. And there's certainly a lot of those on there, but you can find others as well. So if uh, volunteering in your community is something you've always wanted to do, that's something you can check out as well. So thanks so much for being here today and we'll see you next time.